Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's your boy, Felipe, and today we are joined by a special guest. Some may call her the co-star of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. The co? I think you need to drop that. Not not the co-star, the star. Okay. Do you want to introduce yourself since you are the star? Yes, yes. As you guys all know, I am Antoinette Marie Pizzatelli. Um, I was a frequent guest on Hobbies Horsing Around, Felipe's previous... um, audio venture and I was a fan favorite and now he's brought me on to this new podcast which I will eventually take over is that a threat (laughs) it's a promise okay um yes and today we are going to be talking about two episode Disney sing-along volume one and volume two that aired on ABC during this quarantine now Annie why'd you decide to talk about this um, I decided to talk about this because several weeks ago I was forced against my will by my mother who decided to put it on and I had laughed about it and made fun about it to Felipe and then I found myself bopping my head along to some of these slap and box. So oh yes and I had to and then since that was several weeks ago and I suffer from early onset JT I had to rewatch it this today. One second. I'm in a podcast. Yeah, hours yeah. ago. Sorry. Oh, he's pulling the Russell hands. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm in the okay, what were podcast. you saying? I'm going to cut that part out. Okay. But anyway, but yes. So. Um, yes, yeah, so you were forced against your will, but then you found yourself nodding along and you were like, this needs to be a podcast. And then Felipe wanted to do a podcast. I tried to think of something that Felipe would enjoy podcasting about that I wouldn't have to spend extra time watching which even though i did spend two extra hours rewatching. yeah annie today. rewatched and took copious notes i have how many pages of notes one two three four four and a half pages of notes oh wow i didn't even take notes for this one because i'm like we can just go through it from my memory because it's not like a plot-based thing but anyways i thought like the shows began with uh titus burgess and kristen chenoweth we should do some vocal exercises annie do you want to lead us or should oh, I? Oh, I thought we already did these. Yes, but I decided to do it in the podcast too. Uh, okay, so oh, we get to go again? Okay, yes. you can lead. Okay. Me, 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 me. La, 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 If you haven't turned this off already, you, this is probably a fair warning to what's to come. Okay. <laughs> so now we got that out of the way. What did you think of Ryan Seacrest as the host? Seacrest is like, the, he's, he's a good host. It's like, yes. it's a typical choice. Like, he was just, he I don't think fine. he was needed though. I think no. they could have just cut in, in and out from the different things. And then if like, into the different performances and had like, I know some people had different stars introduced them. Some people had their children. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I also, I feel like it would have been better to have like Kristen Chenoweth and Titus, like, what's his last name? Titus Burgess. 
Burgess, there we go. Yeah, Titus Burgess. I think they would have been better hosts to carry it all along. Yeah. I don't know. Ryan Seacrest sitting there in his kitchen kind of like took the magic out of it. Yeah. Yeah, every time we cut back to him, I'm like, stop talking, get to the performances. Yeah, we don't really care about you. Move yes. on. Yes. Um, but anyways, should we go through this? So we're going to go through and talk about each performance. And then I have Annie's ratings. I have my ratings. And we, we asked the audience for some input. And then at the end, we will have definitive scientific rankings of each performance. And okay, so okay. we'll go in order. So Okay, but wait, before we start, I need to give a special shout out to Caitlin Glocken, as well as her sister Carrie, for letting us use their Disney Plus account. Otherwise, I would letting not have you. been able to- yes. yeah, Letting me. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I would not have been able to rewatch the, the, all you- this magical episode this morning. Randall from Monsters, Inc.? Wait, why? Are you still Randall from Monsters, Inc.? Is your no, avatar still Randall from I think, Monsters, um, Inc.? I don't know what my avatar is. I have to look. Let's see. TBT to when you thought I changed you to a dinosaur, but it was just Randall from Monsters, Inc. Wait, I don't know what this, whatever this thing is. The purple thing? This purple monster thing. Yeah, that's Randall. Oh, I, wait, is that from the first They'll change monster it back. thing? Yes. Oh, I, that's the only one I've seen it. I don't remember who he is, but I, I last saw that movie in like 2003, so. Okay, well, we'll go and, yes, shout out to Queen Caitlin and Carrie and Megan and all the Glackens. Yes. Um, but especially Caitlin. Okay, so we begin this journey with Be Our Guest with, by Derek and Julianne Huff and Haley Herbert. So, initial thoughts. What did you think? Okay, well, a couple of things. First of all, who the hell is Haley Herbert? I think that's his girlfriend, maybe. Or someone from okay. Dancing with the Stars. Okay, you're supposed to know this stuff. This I didn't your... know who she was. I looked her up but and I just... You should have been able to research her. link to Dancing with the Stars. Okay, fine. All right. So there we go. So I don't know who she is. I don't understand why she got a spot in this. She's about as useless as the hundreds of kids that we're going to see later in the episode. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I don't understand it. But anyway, so, um, so I was told I wasn't allowed to talk about this, but I, I'm talking about it anyway. It's like, she's to cut it out afterwards. But okay, so in VR Guest, they were like cooking and stuff. And they were making, did you notice what they were making? In chicken? No, it appeared that they were making scrambled eggs for, like, dinner, which I just did not understand. They completely threw me off the entire time because I have a weird aversion to eggs because I think that sometimes I eat, eat them and I can, like, eat them and be fine, and then other times I eat them and they remind me of a chicken abortion and I want to throw up in my mouth. So today, um, the first thing that I saw on this Disney sing-along were chicken abortions and it really set the mood down. This was supposed to be a family-friendly <laughs> This episode's going to get the first ever explicit tag. Yes, this is supposed to be a family-friendly sing-along, and I did not appreciate the, the messaging early in the episode. Okay, <laughs> but what did you think of the performance itself? Okay. Because um, to give my own opinions, I thought the performance was like very well choreographed and visually appealing, but like the singing was eh. Yeah, the singing was eh. There were a couple things, too, that I had a problem with. Their little cups and bowls thing, like, was, was he in Pitch Perfect? Was he trying to make an ode to that, or like, was that just like a copycat? I assume it was just a copycat because I don't okay. remember him being in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. And then the other thing I really didn't like with the singing was Derek's accent. Like, I don't understand why he had to put that fake accent on. Like, did he do it again in the second one or no? I don't think if I, I don't think he did it in the second one. I'd have to go down to my notes for that one. But to my knowledge, he didn't. But yeah, like, but yeah the fake accent was really, really off-putting. And then, yeah, I, I didn't love that. How'd you feel yeah. about it? No, so yeah, um, I thought... It wasn't 
like it was the first number. I feel like it should have been a showstopper and visually it was like they did all the choreography, but like in terms of excitement, like it, it left a lot to be desired vocally. Like I am tone deaf. I can't sing for shit, but excuse me. uh, I can't sing. Uh, Who would have ever thought that Felipe would have been the first person to curse on this podcast? (laughs) Like that is shocking. Um, But anyways, I can't sing. Like I have, some vocal skills but i'm tone deaf um oh wait oh no don't don't let me in i accidentally joined <laughs> there's two annies trying to join now okay trying to rival each other but yeah yes. so but i thought they could have started off with more of um we'll get to a performance that i thought could have been a great opening number um okay. later but uh this i think visually was great but vocally could have been better yeah i had another issue too with it i didn't like the whole julianne on the ipad thing i thought that yeah. was like weird and it was a very bad angle for her it made her look mu- like mu- strangely like misshapen where they showed like them filming they her on the ipad like i think there could have been another way they could have went about yeah. that i think they fixed that problem with the second one they did yes. they they did i agree with that but yes. no spoilers where the second one is like one of the last numbers in the show so you're yes. really jumping ahead of yourself here. yes but they're the only two times oh no christina Aguilera also but um yeah. So should we get to our and Josh here? Gad? But, oh sorry. yeah, yeah. Which apparently you love. We'll get to that later. I was looking <laughs> at these ratings and I was like, oh my god, who knew Annie was a Josh Gad? I didn't know until today. So okay. So do you want to get to the ratings? Do you okay. remember what you said? Because I have them all up in front of me. I can. Just... I don't remember now. Okay. Yes. So Annie gave this a two. I gave this a six out of ten. <laughs> And the audience gave us a 5.75, which leaves us with an average ranking of 4.58. Thank you to our five listeners. I don't remember who exactly it was, but they gave us ratings um, and we averaged them out. So with that average, they get the audience score. And then Annie and I scored. Okay, too much math. Yes. So 5.48 was the average score for this one. So do you want to move on to the next performance? Let's move on. The next performance, you've got a friend of me from Toy Story by Josh Groban. Okay, yes. So start Um, us off, Annie. Okay, yeah, I have a soft spot in my heart for Toy Story. I don't know if you know this, Felipe, but I have a doll that I've had my entire life, and she's, like, my version of Woody. So, like... her name? Her name is Doll. (laughs) Very original. I got... No, please don't make fun... You're not allowed to make fun of her. I would bring her on screen right now, but I would have to get up, and she's not in the greatest condition, but I've had her my entire life. Is she, like, a Cynthia to your Angelica? No, no, she's not a, like, Barbie doll. She's a puffalump kid. If you could, look, if you want to look look her up, Puffalump. <laughs> yes, she's a Puffalump kid. They were they were big in the early nineties. But anyway, it's like a soft, like almost a stuffed animal type. Oh, okay. Like Looks like a like rat, uh, like a Cabbage Patch. Kid. No, not a fucking Cabbage Patch kid. She's not a Cabbage Patch kid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyway, anyway, um, that got me angry. This but is anyways, so creepy. What? The the Google image results are kind of creepy. I don't she's know. She's not creepy. Okay. I'm about yeah. to hang up. You're not allowed to make fun of doll. But anyway, so I have my own my own version of Woody. I have a doll. So so that so this this song always brings back like fond memories and, yes. and yes, warms warms my heart. But yeah. Josh Groban's performance on his own, I was eh, I'm not a big country person, as you know. He's not country. Not it's spiritual gospel pop. He's a country. Josh, Josh Groban, that's such a country name. Country. Wait, no, um, genre. Let's do that. Genre. 
easy listening, vocal music, adult contemporary, soft rock, pop rock, operatic pop, jazz. I don't care. Okay. I'm moving on. It's country enough. I, did, I wasn't a fan of it. And then the other thing I want to know, and this will be a recording question that I have throughout this enti- entire episode and the next one. Okay. Who are these kids? Like, am I supposed to know who they are? I don't know or who his they- were. Um, I know in Donnie Osmond's, it was his grandchildren. Okay, but, like, are, so are most of these kids just, like, rich, privileged white kids of Disney executives, or are they, like, where, where do they find these kids from? Beats me, but, yeah. I told you before this podcast that I, who am pro-children, I love children, uh, but I said I might be even more anti-children on this performance than you were. Yeah, it was not. Any noted child hater. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so any other thoughts on this one? I thought it was fine, like, but it didn't inspire excitement. I actually thought the Beauty and the Beast was more enjoyable as a whole because of the visual elements. So not to spoil my ratings. Do you want to just go through that right now or no? Um, yeah, are we rating one at a time or towards the end? Uh, we're going to go through the ratings all when we hit them so I don't forget. Okay. Um, so he, Annie gave this a four. I gave this a oh, five. Oh, wow, I gave it a four? That's my, uh, I was generous because of my Toy Story love. Yeah. I gave this a five. The audience gave it a six, which leaves it an average of five. So right now we have, you've got a friend in me as the number one. I'm going to write that down. A friend in me. And then number two is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. I think we should just wait till we go to the rank through like which order they're in though towards the end. We don't need yeah. to update each time. Yeah. Well, I'll need to like update it for my eyes. Yeah. So I don't. For yourself. Okay. Yeah. But. Okay. So, yes. So, next we have A Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins by Little Big Town and their various children. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, the one lady, she looks like a poodle with a bad diet job. I don't know her name, but it's not good. Like, I understand we're in quarantine. She might be doing some home buy, some sudden, but, like, she needs to, like, drive to, like, Arizona, wherever all those bachelor girls have been getting their hair done and quick. Okay. So that's my first comment. Yes. And then, um, do you have any comment, initial comments? I want to hear all your comments first. because Oh, all of my comments first. Okay, so um, my other I thing. I can give mine if you want. But no, I let's, think go, yours let's go are back my... and forth. Okay, so I thought this was actually a very good performance. I enjoyed it. Um, even the kids didn't distract me too much, which can't be said for some of the others. Um, I thought vocally it was different, which I found exciting. Like it was, they like put a spin on it. And I like that they use their home instruments to like okay. jazz it up. Yes. Okay. So my other, a couple other comments I had. Did you see that they were like baking or whatever? They had a really cute pink um, mixer on the table. And you, you want saw one? that? Um, yeah. I want that. I want you to buy me and Emily that for our housewarming gift. I moved to New York. So okay. just, re- just keep a notice of that. Uh, what if someone else who listens to this beats me to it? Um, no, it's your responsibility, Felipe. Okay. Okay, anyway, not that I bake, but the one thing that I do bake, and it inspired me last night as I was watching this video to make my dinner for the evening, which was edible cookie dough. So after watching Ooh. this, I was very, very, very in the mood to bake, but, oh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, I will give this a seven. Annie will give this a three. And a 6.25 from the audience leaves it with a 5.41 from the audience, uh, from the average. Yes. And now a quick break. To Wait, hear from I have our- a question. I'm confused about this rating system. Yes. How are they weighed? They're equal weight between my rating, your rating, and the fucking audience? Sorry, my language. It's okay. Um, so 
the audience was averaged. I averaged their scores. I know, I understand, but it should be that my, my rating counts is like 80%. You get like 15% and the audience gets like 5%, right? No, nah, it's all equal. Sorry. Because I don't know how to do that fancy math on itself. Okay, well, we'll figure out that out for our next rating. Anyways, so we have that set up now. So next we will go to how far I'll go from Moana, Hope, by Ayuli Cravalo. Okay, so I've never heard this song in my life, and I have no desire to ever watch that movie because of the aforementioned person that you mentioned from Australian Survivor, who's the worst person in the entire world. I thought you did Sharn more. No, no, no. I hate Moana more. Sharon's up there, but I hate Moana more. But yeah. Oh, uh, what so, about um, what's her name? The one that John calls Frumpy. Um, from T- season Tara. Two. No, season. Yo, her too. I hate. No, I think I hate Moana. I don't know. But anyway. No, who does who does John call Frumpy? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. But, but yeah, I hate Moana. So, because I hate Moana from Australian Survivor, I've never seen Moana the movie, even though the movie came out years before, and there's really no correlation there, but let's just go with it. Yes. Okay, so, but my, some of my other thoughts on the song was, I thought the song choice was lame, because it's like, this is a song she's already singing already, like, I can just pop in the Moana soundtrack and listen to it. Like, yeah. It was a little bit like, okay, if you're, you're gonna sing something, at least sing something from, like, a different movie, or, like, something, or even something that, like, another character in the movie sang, or something. Do something yeah. a little bit different. I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she's the only one who sings um, from the movie soundtrack. Uh the song she, that she is up to. until the second one. Um, I think Josh Gad does, does a first Oh, one. yes, yes, yes. yes. But, but he already um, had a different one. So at least... Yeah, like, and I know there's like it. a live action one. People that like sing their live action version. And then the Broadway people sing. But like she's the only one who sings straight from the movie soundtrack. Straight from the movie soundtrack. Of the like, animated directly. song. Yeah. Exactly. Which I thought was a little bit like, yeah. It sounded then, like a copy. Exact copy. Yeah, exact copy. She could have been lip syncing. Yeah, pretty much. We'll get to some lip singing later because I did think you're not going to be happy with this, but but there was one person that I did think was lip singing. But anyway, um, I also feel like she like didn't really sing. It was almost like she was just saying most of the words. There were a few bars that had a little bit more melody, but a lot of it was like very dull energy and just like, yeah, her reading yeah. the lyrics off the screen. I don't think she was reading. I think she knows that song by heart. She knows it by heart, but like, I'm just saying like energy wise that it was like, yeah, yeah okay. she wasn't saying it. She was just saying the words. Yeah, yeah and my thoughts on this were like, Eh, it's the song it's that she knows how to sing like it was fun because i think she's a beautiful singer um but it was literally a shot for shot i somehow gave it an eight i feel like that's very it's lean. way too high Did I but, it a two? what the audience gave it a 9.5 you gave it a two yeah that's what I, yeah that's what I, <laughs> I feel like i should have given this a six or a seven i think eight was too high but anyways so the average annie gave it a two i gave it an eight the audience gave it a 9.5, and the average was 6.5. So uh, that is where we stand right now. So, um, yeah. So um, do you want to move on, or do you have anything else to say about No, I didn't agree with that one. I'm ready to move okay. on. Okay. So next was When You Wish Upon a Star by the wonderful Beyonce. Yes. As you know, I famously hate Beyonce. Yes, you do. However, which, however... I love this performance. It was really great. Like, it, it brought was. me back to, like, old school Beyonce, like, and, like, I feel like her vocals really shined in it, and it was by far the best singing, I think, in this entire stupid show. Um, yes, I think it was very beautiful. Like, it was very, like, calm. Also, she, like, just stood in front of the camera mm-hmm. and just, like, sang, like, beautifully. Um, it wasn't she didn't need favorite. extra, like, fireworks or anything. Just yeah. the singing was enough. 
she's also beautiful so yes it helps i um, agree i it wasn't my favorite performance of the night we'll get to that later <laughs> but um i definitely am up there with you like it was one of the best it was a standout yeah this i don't think it was necessarily my favorite performance but it was the best singing yeah yes i think yeah i think that's why i gave it an eight because it was a little mellow um like in terms of i wish she would like move around a little bit like even just like it was a little frozen but i don't know what i was thinking i think this deserves a nine and i gave it an eight but too late i locked in my rankings yeah, and you, you gave it a nine rankings. no i'm not gonna change it but i okay. locked it in i in hindsight, I would have given it a nine, but my rankings say they're an eight. Annie gave it a nine. The audience gave it a 7.25, which leaves it with an average of 8.08. Yes. Do you have anything else to say about the Beyonce? Um, yes, I did have two Okay, go, oh, go okay. ahead. Um, yeah, the other things that I have to say about it was just that I really liked that she was the first person that did any sort of like healthcare dedication and everything, and she dedicated it to the healthcare workers, which I thought was yes. nice. Like, that was good. And then my other thing is, thank God she didn't put her stupid kids, the blue one and the other the, the other one. I have no idea what the other kid's name, but that was a blessing. Thank you, she Beyonce. two twins. It's Blue Ivy and then uh, Remy and Sir? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the other ones are twins. But, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that they weren't included. So. Yes. And it took me a while. I forgot, like, when Beyonce was, like, saying she was part of the, the Disney family, I completely forgot that she was, like, in the, she did Nala in The Lion King. I kept, yes. like, for, like, probably four songs later, I was still racking my brain trying to remember what, what Beyonce did that was Disney-related. And then it kind of yeah. came to me. Throwback to when Miss Barbara took you to the movies saying, oh, we're going to show you your favorite movie from when you were a child back in theaters. And it was the recreation. And she was like, what the heck? Yes. She thought that it was just going to be a, a, re-release. a re-release of the animated movie. Yes. Yeah. She okay. was very confused, but we stand. Anyways, the next performance on the list is Let It Go by Amber Riley. Um, so what did you think of that? Okay, so I like okay, a couple of things. First of all, and this this is repeated later, but she was the first one that had any sort of like background with the with the movie integrated into her performance, which I thought really like made the made it feel better as a whole, you know, it wasn't just someone yeah. singing singing in their room or something. It was like you could kind yeah. of yeah, it felt like a Disney sing along. But then a lot yeah. of performances since after that repeated it, but she was just the first one. Yeah. And then I thought it was the best performance overall. Like she like yeah, it didn't feel like she was just singing in her living room she really like felt like she was on a stage brought a lot of energy yeah and then then i have one complaint and this might be a production but no yeah no okay no this might be a production problem but it almost had like a lip singing thing where it was like she was singing off of a like there was a background track singing and she was just lip singing and i think that might have been like it probably was that way and it probably was that way for a lot of them but it was just very evident on hers because well, they kept like playing with the zoom backgrounds and stuff like yeah. that and like making her larger and smaller and stuff so who knows yeah, yeah. i didn't notice the lip sync in that one i did notice for some other ones but yeah i noticed that, that was the first one that i that really was a lip sync yeah that was one of my favorites like that was like that could have been the start of the whole performance yeah i agree instead of it, like if we needed something visually appealing and I think that could have been a great start to the whole Yeah, thing especially because Let It Go is such an iconic song for the, the, yeah. this demographic. Like, every yeah. little girl that's watching this was waiting for Let It Go. So they probably weren't even listening to the first three songs because they just wanted, let it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah. Um, I do understand in hindsight uh, why they picked Be Our Guest because it's like, oh, you can be our guest to the sing-along. But I feel like mm-hmm. we don't need that. Yeah. No. Um, so do you want to get to the rankings or do you have any other thoughts? Um, no, no major thoughts about it. Yes. I think I got my points across. 
Yes. Yeah, so we both gave it a nine. The audience gave it a 6.75. Boo. Yeah, it was a nine. I almost gave this a 10. Um, and then, uh, which the average is 8.25. However, I won't read the whole rankings, but Let It Go is now officially in the number one spot. Okay. Yes. So moving on to another Glee star. I want to be uh, like I, Yes, my number one comment. How many relevant Glee stars are they going to put on this thing? Like, obviously, none of them have anything to do with their lives because they haven't had a successful career since the season finale of Glee. But uh, still. These two, actually, uh, Darren Chris is in all these Ryan Murphy stuff. Yes, um, but he's in all the, exactly, he's in Ryan Murphy stuff, so. Amber Riley is, like, a legitimate star on, like, uh, the West End in London and stuff like that. And. Okay. She was also in Nobody's Fool with um, Tiffany P. Haddish. And what year did that come out? No, not Tiffany P. Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Is her middle name? I I think you're thinking of Taraj P. Henson. No, I'm thinking of Tiffany Haddish, but I put the P in because... No, I know. I think you're getting confused. Tiffany S. Haddish, yes. Okay, anyway. But yeah. But yeah, so basically this whole thing along these two many relevant least stars. Okay. Yes. Except for Amber Riley, we stand. Yeah. I hated this performance. I really hated this performance. Like, was he playing a block of wood? Like, I just didn't understand it. If he had just stood still and sang it, it would have been so much better. But with all the different, like, him doing a one-man acapella show with yes. the Brady Bunch backgrounds, I was like, no. No, and his stupid, like, ha- all the st- stupid, stupid hats and sunglasses. Like, I haven't seen a hat that worse since, like, Lauren's old roommate, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the hats were terrible. The costumes were terrible. Overall, I really did not like the performance. Yeah, it was too much eye assault. Eyeball yeah. assault. Like, like, I feel like he could have done a fun version of the song, but I was so distracted by like what was going on in the background. Um, I was not a fan. And I generally enjoy, like, Darren Chris. the only good part of Blaine's character in the later seasons was his singing. And even then, like, he couldn't live up to that with the song, so yeah so um yeah so annie's score was a two i think i was too high on this i give it a five um the audience gave him a six which the average is now 4.33 so but this is the worst performance so far oh wow yes so are you ready to move on yes we can move on yes okay next we have Friend Like Me from Aladdin by James Monroe Iglehart and the Broadway cast of Aladdin. Okay, so I didn't have too many thoughts on this one, to be honest, but my main thought was just that he's, like, clearly mumbling through the song because all the lyrics are so stupid that no one would actually want to sing along. So, like, if he just... You. <laughs> so, yeah, if he just goes... Then, like, no one can really hear the words anyway. I disagree. I thought this was a great performance. I had a lot of fun. I feel like he had a lot of energy. Um... I thought he like definitely like so he's the genie on Broadway um and I think he carried it through but then like the background cast was a little like disjointed like I had fun with them but at the same time I felt like we didn't need them does that make sense yeah no I, I feel I, I feel yeah I feel the same way I think that yes. it just should have been him yeah I think he did have a lot of personality compared to even if you think he was mumbling I feel like he still had like a lot of um physical charisma yeah 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 um so do you want to get to the ra- ratings or do you have anything else to say uh no i didn't really have too much to say on that okay. one i had fun with this one i had a lot more fun for what they were going for compared to darren chris's thing um then so you gave it a three 
I gave it a nine. A nine? Yes, I had so much fun with that one. Nine is in the German word no, or nine is in the actual number? The number. I don't understand. And then the audience gave it a 7.25, which leaves it with a 6.42 as the average. So do you want to stop down? Or no, let's finish volume one and then we can go through and like- Yeah, I say do volume one and then yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay, so now- we have Ariana I won't Gr- say I'm in love from Hercules by Ariana Grande. Go yes. ahead. Okay, so basically this was my favorite of the whole sing-along. Surprise, surprise. I really felt like it was the, po- the perfect song choice for her too. Like it almost felt like it was this was a song that she would release if it wasn't so like Disney fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, like a lot. Of, and then just like, yeah, she was just a queen in it. I love the outfit changes, um, the props, like um, that purple sweater that she was wearing. I spent like two hours after watching it trying to find it, one online because I want, I want one. But yeah, I really loved her performance and I thought it was good. I thought vocally it was a great performance. I do think like the Darren Chris one, there was a lot going on visually that like I felt like was a little distracting. I know she was being the muses. Um, so that was the one complaint, especially because there was no contrast in color. I feel like everything was purpley Purple. and yeah. And I feel like they could have zoom wise, like could have like, or even she could have like had different colors for the different muses and then purple as Meg. Was um, there, okay. So I don't know her, the movie Hercules that well. Last time I saw it was probably in 1996, seven, maybe. So yeah. um, is the purple irrelevance to the character? Yeah, there's purple with Meg, but um, the muses, I feel like that you could pop some color just to differentiate. Cause if it's a one woman performance of this song, um, oh, so this usually singing has, all parts. This usually is, it's a duet typically. Sort of. It's Meg's part. And then the five muses are like saying you are in love. Like, don't deny it. Like that oh, okay, part. Got it. Yeah. So like to contrast, like the Meg parts being purple and then like as the muses, which that's why she had so many zoom calls. Okay. Oh, I yeah. get it. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. But vocally, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if she Ariana grande it a lot compared to the original, but like, because like, I feel like with an Ariana Grande said, there would be like those runs and stuff like that. Maybe I'm thinking more of Christina Aguilera. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. So Andy gave this a perfect 10. This might be her only perfect 10 she ever gave. Um, it might be. I might have given Christina a 10. We'll, okay. we'll look later. Um, I gave it an 8. Uh, the audience gave it an 8.5 which leaves it with an 8.83 does that make it the high score currently it did just knock out amber riley's let it go oh and you're really pissed off about that aren't you (laughs) um no i'm fine uh let it go what did i give let it go again i gave it a nine so yeah technically i did give it a higher score but it was like this was anything that i gave an eight or higher i was really impressed by okay generally like compared to like the next song so The Bare Necessities, <laughs> Jungle Book, by Bombi Bones, Carrie Ananaba, Aaron Andrews, and Marcus Scribner. Okay, first of all, who the hell are these people and how did they come together? I know Carrie Ananaba is from Dancing with Stars. Aaron yeah. Andrews is like the ESPN sportscaster. But who are the other two randoms? And- is Bobby Bones another sort of like sports, American radio personality and Marcus Scribner, American actor? I'd love to know the story on how all these all these people are related. I don't understand it. Yeah. So, but I don't. I can't tell you that. But anyways, what are your thoughts besides this 
Okay, I, I hated it. Um, the assignment was to sing a song from the journal book, not put on a leather print robe and crawl around on the floor like a fucking animal. Sorry, I, should, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say the F word, my bad. I can re-record that if you, if you need fine. to It's fine, no, just keep going. <laughs> okay. I already, uh, you already talked about the chickens earlier. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so yes, I did not understand, I did not understand that at all. Like, and then like, it was just, it was just really bad, especially when the other, like it was bad enough with Carrie Ann in the beginning. And then as more people started coming in, it just somehow tanked even worse. And then it was so bad. I don't know if you noticed this, they did a voiceover to preview like the, the next, the next round of singing over their, their singing. That's I, how bad it was. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I probably yeah, did, did like at the time, but I forgot. They did like a voiceover commercial. Yeah. Like stay tuned for John yes. Legend and uh -huh. Christina. Yeah. Yeah. They literally okay. got like the Oscars cut off. <laughs> yes. Do we have anything else to say? Because I was like not impressed by this either. No, no, it was terrible. Yeah. Annie gave it a one. I gave it a two. Um, and then the audience gave it a seven. I'm 100% blaming Michael for that. Yeah, I am too. Yes. And then uh, the average was a 3.33, which is our lowest score yet. Deserves it. Yes. So next we have Gaston from the Beauty and the Beach live action version because um, okay. these were the live action actors, I believe. Yes. Okay, um, so I, am, I, am I starting? Yes. Okay, so I've never heard of Josh Gad before this, but I very much enjoyed him. I like that he turned both of his performances into like a bit of comedy as well. So I liked his self-introduction and like I was also very much expecting a Frozen song. So I liked him going out of his element unlike other people that were just did their original songs. And then, um, yeah, so that's my, my main thing about it, but I have some other some other stuff too. Yes. Um, so my biggest issue with this, um, I don't know if they sing it the same way they sing it in the live action one. I've never seen the live action Beauty and the Beast. Um, so I don't know if they sing it exactly the same. I did not love this version. And maybe that's because I'm so accustomed to the original version. Okay. And um, I don't know. I, I was, I felt like Gaston, they also felt like very subdued compared to like what Gaston should be. Oh, I disagree. I thought that it was the best duet. It felt like they were singing to each other as opposed to just like singing into a Zoom. And like, I thought that they really had some of the best energy overall. Okay. I can, I can respect that even if I disagree. Okay. And then yes. my other take is that I think Luke looks like Tony from the challenge in like another 15 years. I don't see that. Okay. Do you know who that is? Tony? Do you know who yeah. Luke is? Luke Evans? He's yes. saying it. He's guest yeah. on. Uh-huh. No, I didn't I watched, watch the, I watched the show. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if you knew which one was Luke and which one was Josh and which one was Alan. I know who Alan. Josh Gad is, and I know who Alan Menken is, please. I don't know who Alan Menken is. So. He, wrote, he wrote the song. He wrote all these Disney Renaissance songs, the music. Oh. Or I don't remember. He's the I think he's the musician. And then Howard Ashman, rest in peace. No one cares. We're moving on. We're boring um, the crowd. Are we boring the crowd or are you boring the crowd? You're boring the crowd. So okay. let's move, let's, okay, let's go with scores. Okay, the scores were, um, Antoinette gave it an eight. I gave it a three. Wow, is this the first one that I've rated something higher than you have? No. Other than Ariana, of course. There's a few, would... I think, that you have. Okay. Um, or but it's like our ratings are almost reversed. Like, usually yeah. you have the high score and I have threes. Yeah, um, and then the audience gave it a 7.25, leaving it with a 6.08. So, yes. Next one, we definitely have similar thoughts on. It's I'll Make a Man Out of You from Milan by Donny Osmond plus Grandchildren. Okay. 
So my, so my first question, and I've never seen these two individuals on screen so closely together, so I need to know, do Ryan Seacrest and Donnie Osmond go to the same plastic surgeon? Or did like Ryan just take a picture of Donnie to his doctor and like ask for the Osmond? Because really it's like, it's, it's uncanny. I <laughs> Their faces are like, are, like pulled back in that. all the same fa places. Like they have, this, you can tell that they have Botox in the same areas. I did not pick up on that. That's why we need your your detective skills. Okay. Yes. That's my hot take is that Ryan Seacrest is going to be Donnie, is going to look like Donnie Osmond. Okay. If he doesn't already. Yes. Um, so just before we get to the children of it all, Donnie Osmond felt very like he didn't want to be there. He was just doing a favor for whoever. I was not impressed with his part. Like, and this is a hype song. Where was the hype, Donnie? Do you agree with this? Yeah, I do. I mean, okay. I'm not a big Osmond fan anyway. I thought he was dead, but <laughs> apparently he's not. So He was on The Masked Singer. He was runner-up. Oh, you're year. right. I did know that. Okay, that's right. You're right about that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was not. It was just, it was. It was nothing yeah. special. He and then my, my other issue was with the kids. So yeah. kids, the kids yeah. are bad enough in any song. But like, really, at least Obviously. have kids at least have kids old enough to yeah. talk. Like there were at least one or two of the kids that I swear just said goo goo gaga when it was their turn. Like it was, it was ridiculous. My, my issue, and I was like, okay, yes, the kids got called upon to be in something and so they gave their energy, but I was like, can you at least try to sing and not like make your own interpretation? Yeah, they're like goo goo gaga. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the old enough kids that like were singing. Well, the one older kid was actually not, not too bad. The oldest kid, like I think, I might be getting him confused with another kid, probably. But there was one kid. There's one kid I'm thinking of that, like, he, like, would, like, do these weird interpretations of the song and, like, whether it was a run and he would, like, or change the notes. And I was like, Ch child, just sing it in its original and then you can do your dancing in the background. Like, he was, like, the one also doing, like, the arrow, the bow and arrow thing. Okay, I don't I, I don't know if you remember him. But he was, like, he, like, changed the song. It was, like, you can't change the song. And, like, this was not his time to shine. Like, I understand he comes from a musical family. He probably thought that this was going to be his, like, big break. But no, please sit back. But, like, nobody cares about you. Go. Okay, you're attacking the child now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but should we get to the scores? Because we gave the same score. Oh, we, we both did. gave this a three. <laughs> the audience gave it a 6.5. Some the audience was 10, way too generous. Thank God we had all of Connor's ones thrown in, or they would have been even worse. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look. Uh, let's see if anyone gave this a 10. Okay, good. No one gave this a 10. 8, 4, 1, 7, 7. So, yeah. So, with, which, so a 6.5 then with our threes makes an average of 4.17. I okay. don't think it cracks the bare necessities lows. No, it does. The bare necessities was like yes. three something. Yes. Um, but it is second to last. Okay. Which, if you told me, I'll make a man out of you before this thing would be second to last. Okay, so I now... I would be like, okay, yes. Okay, we, we can move on now, right? Yes. Move on so to bigger great performance. Things. Can yes. you feel the love tonight? Wonderful performance. This was one of my favorite performances. I'm very happy she didn't just do reflection, which we know she just did I thought she was going to do that. Yeah. So did I. I really did too. And, like, obviously, she that's a great song. Like, she kills it. But, like, I really loved her in this too. Like, I... I I used to think of myself to be the next Christina Aguilera. I used to sing her songs on my karaoke machine and dream of the day that one that, that one day I would be on a stage like her. But like clearly, yes. my musical talents are not, are are 
or no, are nothing compared to hers, but she really is, I think, the best voice of my generation. No, truly, like she sang this hot take. I think she did this better than the Lion King remake. Um, Who sang the Lion King remake one? Uh, Donald Glover, Beyonce, okay. Billy Eichner, and um, Seth Rogen. Oh, the one, the one on the second volume. That's one. Oh, I yeah. agree. Oh, it was so much better than that one. Than, than that one. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, no, even Beyonce couldn't save that one. Beyonce and Donald Glover, they had beautiful parts in it. I felt like this one was holistically a better product. Yeah, I agree. It was really okay. good. It was, it was, I loved the Ariana song. This was my second favorite. Yeah. Also, I love that when she comes back, it's a completely different background in her mm-hmm. house. Like, it's light and that reflects the tone. But, like, the dark room with, like, the microphone. Yeah, the ambiance is really there. Yeah, and she just, like, sang, and, like, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was so, beautiful. Like, I agree. Like, the last performance, we both had the same score. We both gave this 10 out of 10. Okay. And then the audience gave it an 8.25, leaving the rate average to be a 9.42. Which is the high score, right? Yes. Nothing else has cracked a 9, except okay. for this. So, next we get to Under the Sea by Jordan Fisher plus Children. Okay, so so first of all, who is Jordan Fisher? Even after I did a Google search, I couldn't still could not understand. How so I know he won Dancing with the Stars. I think he has some Disney Channel history. Okay, so um, he was he's a really good dancer. He's a great dancer, and okay. I think he's a singer as well. Like I, I don't had a think lot of he's fun. a singer. I don't. I think he clearly just invited all these kids because his performance wouldn't have been memorable enough on his own. He needed the kids to like drown out his terrible singing. I thought he was fine. I think you're just a hater. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, okay, continue. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that was my main take with it, is that I just, I didn't find it memorable. It was just like, it was there. Who is this kid? Like, I'd rather listen to the children than him, to be honest. Oh, wow. That's a scorching take. Scorching take. Yes. Um, so, I enjoyed it. I thought he was a lot of fun. Um, at least he, like, did something. Even if he was, like, dancing, he, like, added something. It wasn't just singing, which can't be said for, um, and it wasn't weird, like the Bare Necessities was. Yeah. Like, okay, can we just recycle? Why were they cats? It's the Jungle Book. It's not a cat. It was very, I think it's they thought, the that they, I think they got confused and thought that they were doing a song from the Aristocats. It had to be. Like, it just did not make sense. That was the strangest performance I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that one. That's going to be our low, I think. Yeah, but we're backtracking here. We're getting a little bit confused. Let's stay the course. Under the Sea, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought he was fun. I thought he added personality, even if the vocals weren't there, in your opinion. Um, And the children weren't as bad as Donny Osmond's grandchildren. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So, you gave it a one. Yes, I thought Which might be your lowest. No, no, no. I gave Donny Osmond. I I think I gave Donny Osmond a one. Oh, no, you gave the bare necessities. You gave Donny Osmond a three. Oh, God. But the yes. bare necessities definitely got a one. Yes. I gave this an eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the audience gave it a 5.75, which leaves it with an average of 4.92. Um, so that's where we are with that. Next, we have Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas by Tori Kelly. And I know she does the song a lot. So I was like, when they said Tori Kelly, I'm like, watch it be Colors of the Wind. Oh, and I like, know she, she does did a great performance. And I'm like, Tori Kelly... She does this one a ton, like an, okay. a, a lot of her, yeah. No, 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 I just didn't know she did it. I personally yeah. just could not get over the past, the fact that Judy Kahn, Evans Bay, was robbed. You know who she is, right? She's the voice of uh, Pocahontas. Wait, was that the real Pocahontas? Yeah, she, she's I the thought voice he, of- wait, 
I thought he hung out with the one that, like, one of those people who dresses up as Pocahontas. No, it was the real Pocahontas. Oh my god! You didn't, you're you're starstruck suddenly, like you're seeing. No, no, no! I was <laughs> no, I was very confused the whole time. I thought no, I, I was like okay. I so thought, for confused listeners, a good friend of ours, a couple years at a reality TV event, had um had met had met the um, Pocahontas Judy Judy Khan who voiced the uh, voiced Pocahontas in the original animated film, and they fell madly in or love. The and, singing voice. I don't know if it's the, the singing voice. It? The singing voice. I think it was just the singing voice. Yes. I'm looking and it up it, right now. Yeah. It was just sparked right away. And yeah. And now Evan tells everybody that he hooked up with Pocahontas. So yeah. I just feel like she was robbed by not getting the opportunity to sing the song. Yeah. And I couldn't listen any further. Yeah. She, um, singing voice only in Pocahontas. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyways. So what did you think of Tori Kelly then? I thought Tori Kelly was good, but like, yeah. but I had no idea that she had done this before. She does this like at least once a year on something. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it was such a repeat performance. And like I said, I just, I, ha- I had to have my girl Judy's back. Yeah. No, and that being said, I still enjoyed it. But I was like, with the Christina thing, when we thought we were sh- she was going to do Reflection, I knew she was going to do Colors of the Wind immediately. It's like, yeah. Tori, you have a great voice and we'd love to hear you sing something else too. But she did a great job nonetheless. In terms of the ratings, Annie and I both gave this an 8. The audience gave it a 5.75, leaving it with an average of 7.25. Okay. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts on this? No final thoughts on this. I'm very ready to move on to the next one, though. I I have... (laughs) Sorry, I almost knocked over my whole whole setup here. But I I have some thoughts. It's a Small World by John Stamos, Caitlin McHugh, and Billy Stamos. Okay. Does this does, does this little spoiled breath, this Billy Stamos kid, does he really have a giant goddamn Dumbo ride in his playroom? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't understand that. They did not just bring it in for the song performance because this isn't even a song from Dumbo. So this was clearly something that was already in the house. Like, what kind of child has a Dumbo ride in their house? Billy Stamos. I, I'm just, I'm appalled. I'm appalled by this. Do you have any thoughts? Um... I, I just want to hear your thoughts more. I was like, they didn't need to introduce, like, honestly, John Stan, like, I get it was a family show, but, like, no offense to Billy and Caitlin, what they needed? Yeah, you're not famous. Exactly. Nobody really wants to see you. Like, okay, if you want to sing along in the background, nod your head, be, like, when I say sing along, I mean, like, hum. I don't, no one wants to hear, hear your voices. But, like, yeah, fine, go for it. It's a family thing. But you don't need, you don't need star billing. You're not a star. You're not a star to Billy. Well, crushes dreams. Nope, he's not. Okay, and then I had a few other complaints. They didn't even do the whole song. They did like a quarter reverse, and then it, I don't know if they just cut them off or what. But it, they but, didn't like, Oscar them off like they did for the. Yeah, I don't know, but they didn't do the whole song. And I thought the idea of it's a small world is to sing it over and over again until you want to jump overboard on a Disney book. So like, it just really missed the mark for me. I don't think that's the point of it's a small world. Yes, it is. I think you're a hater. No. Okay. You go on the It's a Small World ride. You you go through all the little areas and then midway through, you're like, get me off this goddamn boat. No, you have to go through all the countries. Yes. And then about halfway through the countries, like, no, I don't know you have to get through all of them. And then where... you're like, let's go again. No, no, nobody ever says let's go again. No one in the history of the world has never gotten off It's a Small World and said, let's go again. If you say, if you say, let's go again on It's a Small World, then you tweet at me with your responses. Uh, at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter. Okay. So what did we do? Do you have any other thoughts? I just thought that like, 
it was very filler. It was one of those like, oh, John, can you film this for us so we can have this interstitial mm-hmm. um, before commercial or something? Yeah. It felt very like. I don't know. I almost wonder that though. Maybe they recorded more and they just got cut. And if if so, like, is John Stamos pissed? Is John Stamos like, we did this whole thing. I bought my kid a Dumbo ride for this video. And then you just give us 15 seconds and cut us off to commercial. I feel like they gave whatever they wanted. Like if they request the Dumbo ride, they asked for the Dumbo. If they like the costumes, like I feel like they shipped them out to Derek Huff. They didn't like, he didn't buy that online. Like yeah. probably gave him that. Probably. probably yeah. Right. Okay. Let's so in terms of the ratings, you gave this a one. I gave this a five. The audience gave it a five. Average was 3.67. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still not worse than... than um, yeah, no, nothing is worse. That's the only thing I've given a two or lower. Okay. Um, so next we have, for Josh Gadstan... Oh, wait, no, it's not Josh Gad. This no. One, this one is, do you want to build a snowman? Mm-hmm. Um, from Frozen. With Thomas, Thomas Rhett. Rhett and his daughters. Okay, so my number one thoughts is I don't know who Thomas Rhett is. I'm assuming he's a country guy. Country That's what star, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, but he's pretty hot. So I my my number one thing is I want to know is he single and are those his children? Those are his children. Okay, so they are his children. Okay, so but so would his wife get them in the custody agreement? Um, I, that's a you question. You need to do some more investigation on that. Okay, if his kids, if his, if the, the wife will get the kids, then I'm interested. But otherwise, uh-huh. moving on. Okay. In terms of the song, what did you think? I wrote nothing about the actual song. <laughs> um, yeah, so they just sang. Um, I feel like he was encouraging his kids to sing a lot. Like, they were like, why are we here? And he's like, oh, but it's this cute Disney sing-along. I, yeah. And then, like... Maybe I'm misremembering, or maybe it was only one kid and the other. No, kid- there were two kids. I remember but, this. Yeah. No, no, no. I was like, one was definitely not game. Yeah, there was one that was like neither of them were game in the beginning, and then about halfway through the song, the one little girl started singing, and then the other one like chimed in a little bit, but very much like it was like it was like po- trying to pose them for like a family picture on top of Santa Claus when they're screaming their heads off, like they did not want to do it. Yeah. No, they. One of them definitely did not seem interested. One of them got interested along the way. Do you want to hear the scores? Yes. Uh, Annie gave it a two. I gave it a five. The audience gave it a five. And then the average was a four. Yes. So Annie bumped this up and beat Billy out of the second to last uh, spot. Or no, Billy's now in the second to last spot again because Annie's two versus her one in the last round. Okay. Now we're at... We're all in this together from High School Musical by the, the cast. The biggest of High song School of the Musical. night. I feel like this is the reason why a lot of people tuned in. Yeah, um, the cast of High School Musical and High School Musical: The Musical: The Series, minus Zac Efron, who just gave a little. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's what I wanted to know. Why did Why didn't Zach sing? Do we have any background on that? So apparently, I uh, based on my research, um, he is was either doing a shoot or he was like in the isolated in the middle of nowhere during quarantine with bad internet so they no one got a hold of him until like 20 minutes before like they had to send this in or whatever so he just did a little like introduction and there was a whole day of filming on zoom i think oh wow from what i read i thought this was clearly they recorded they like just were dancing along they were not singing along yeah i I felt like this is clearly the original track I kind I don't know I kind of thought that in the beginning the beginning part where it was just the original high school musical like cast I yeah. felt like they might have been singing along but then That's once fair. it got into all of the like other nonsense people and everything I had to use the track okay there were more people than just the high school musical oh yeah definitely kids. that was what I was gonna say why was Raven in it did you see Raven I did see Raven 
I was like, why the hell is Raven in this? That just <laughs> yes. made no sense. Like, I thought that we were going to get, like, a Cheetah Girls spinoff going on there or something. But yeah. it did not I mean, we sense. didn't even get a Cheetah Girls on the second one. No. Yeah. We'll get to that. I thought that one of these was a Cheetah Girl, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Lucas's hair. But what is going on with that? That was tragic. <laughs> that that man needs a hat. He needs don't to borrow there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't don't say what I'm thinking you're going to say. But yes. No, don't don't reference what you referenced earlier. We're not going to talk about that. But, I don't know what I referenced earlier, okay. so I don't remember. But yes, he needs a haircut desperately. And he looks fine in HSMTMTS on his cameo. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know. It's not, it's not a good look for him. It is not a good look yeah. for him. And um, then, yeah, just Ashley Tisdale is still clean. And then okay, you saw when they had their animals with them? Yeah. Like, it was like a wide shot, though. It wasn't like... No, there were like at parts. There was one segment where people had their animals. There was like a horse, and there was another animal. Who Basically, had a horse? I don't remember. Someone had a horse, but my what the issue that I take in it with it is that nobody had a pig, so it automatically went down a point because of that. Yes, for those that are not aware, Annie loves pigs. She will be a future pig mom. Yes. To a little pig, she's gonna name barbecue. Copyright and she already am a pig mom, but Connor stole him, her from me, so. Yeah, and he's t- currently banned until he returns it. Yeah, she is, he's probably going to go back to D.C. and she's going to be dead, but it, don't worry, it's a chia pig. We're not, it, we don't know animal abuse on this podcast. Yeah, um, so this actually gave me goosebumps. Like, I legit had goosebumps watching this, and I don't know why, but, like, I was so hyped. Okay, well, unfortunately actually oh another fun fact is that this sing-along inspired me to make this song one of felipe's graduation songs you, it wasn't one of the songs you took the speech i know but i also did the song at the beginning at the beginning. oh yes and you yes. had technical difficulties yes i did have technical difficulties but anyway moving on so this to- this is our first tie in terms of the ratings um in terms of the score it tied with another song uh annie gave it an eight i gave it a perfect 10 the audience gave it a 6.75, which averages it out to 8.25 and is currently tied for third place with Let It Go. Oh, wow. Yes. And okay. we have one more song in the volume one. Um, and then we'll... Take a break. Uh, ch- well, no, then we'll recap. We're, okay. We're not taking a break. How Let's, long is this podcast? Two hours? Yeah, if we needed. Oh, how long are they usually? I thought they were only an hour. Usually like an hour. We, we haven't... Oh, yeah, we have got... But we all cut some stuff out. Okay. Yeah, but um, so A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Michael Bublé and Demi Lovato, what are your thoughts? Okay, so Michael Bublé is one of those people that I hate for no reason. You, you could call him my, my ops of the sing-along. Okay. So, and then like Demi Lovato- Not Bailey Stamos? No, no, not Bailey Stamos, Michael Bublé. So like he did nothing wrong, it was fine. But then Demi Lovato looked like she was like dead doing the song. Like, I don't know, she- it, Exactly, looked- this was one of those that they recorded separately and then like spliced them together. They, yeah, they for sure spliced them together, but like, okay, like you said, clearly some of the performances had like more special effects, like probably a real camera and everything. Demi looks like she took out like a flip phone from 2003 and started recording herself singing on it. Like, it was very mediocre. Yeah. Um, but that's what it was. It was, it closed, that was our closing moment. Yeah, I didn't think it was night. a great closing number. I just didn't. They should have ended with High School Musical. Yeah, I agree. Um, but alas, they did not. As long as they didn't end it with um, the bare necessities, though. I'm yeah, okay. bare necessities was the worst. I, I I still can't get over the fact that they Oscared them off. The Oscar <laughs> musics. They're like it was great. It yeah. was a plus. Okay, so a quick recap. Uh yes. Um, 
a dream is your wish your heart makes. We will check your scores. Do you remember what you gave this? Because I can tell you. you gave I would this, say probably a three. You gave it a six. A six. So wow, I gave it better than I remembered. Yes. I gave it an eight. The audience gave it a seven. So we averaged it up to seven. And to recap, um, I don't have the scores in front of me, but I have the order. Um, we have in last place, The Bare Necessities. Second to last, It's a Small World. Then Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I'll Make a Man Out of You. I Want to Be Like You. Be Our Guest. Under the Sea. You've Got a Friend in Me. A Spoonful of Sugar. Friend Like Me. Gaston. How Far I'll Go. A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Colors of the Wind. When You Wish Upon a Star. And then the top three. Tied for third. Let It Go. And We're All in This Together. Second, I Won't Say I'm in Love. And number one, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? So deserving top three yes deserving top three they are on the po- on the podium for this um yes so here we go with the should we um okay but really quick i need before we move on to volume two i want to know did there need to be a volume two do you think that it was necessary to have a second sing-along i think they were running low on content and this is like easy mother's day content yeah, like, I Sunday night content. But like, I feel I kind of feel like they did most of the good songs in the first one, and as we'll get to, I feel like there were some songs that they clearly there's definitely some that they missed. But there's a lot like as we get to volume two, you'll see that there's a lot more duds in volume two than there My are. My thinking is one. with volume two, they had more Mother's Day themed songs, or like yeah, there was one Mother's theme song. Which one? The last one. Um. Whatever it is. No, there were at least four. Okay, maybe there were more than that. Okay. There were at least four. Um, do you want to get into that now? Yeah, we, we can get it. Can we take a, or, quick, a quick break? Yes, before we do that, though, uh, what songs do you think they absolutely missed in the first one? Even I mean, if a lot in the of the songs one. they missed in the first one. Okay. Um, I'd probably say Akuna Matata would have been a good one under the circumstances. Like, it's, it's a problem-free philosophy, like, kind of no worries. I think yeah. that would have been a good one to hit for this, but I know, I know they did that in the second one. Um, yeah. I'm not good at Disney songs. I don't know. Um, I was very sad. There was nothing from heart. Cinderella. Shouldn't there have been a Cinderella yes, song? Yes, was. What was from Cinderella? A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Oh, okay. Duh, that was yeah. the last song. Um, I, th- I was very sad that You'll Be In My Heart wasn't there, but they, they corrected that wrong. They corrected that. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, other stuff. I'm surprised there was no like mm, sort of modern Disney songs like The Princess and the Frog or Tangled. Um, Don't they do a Tiana song in the next yeah, one? Yeah, they though? do. Yeah, they do. Oh, you know her name. Good job, Beanie. I learned it. There was, oh, there was Under the Sea. I was going to say there was no Little Mermaid. Um, yeah. I, I did an okay job, though, with the song yeah, selection for the first got, one. They got some good stuff. And do we know were, were the... Um, were the artists allowed to pick which song they wanted to do? Or were they assigned? They were. Or do you think it was a combination? I think some might have been assigned. Yeah, maybe? I think it was a combination. I feel like some But of the High School Musical ones... cast were definitely of assigned. Course. But the, I think that some of them had a song in mind that they definitely wanted to do. And then others ones were like, sure, I'll do it. But what song do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, it also depends on the star caliber, I feel like. They were willing to give Ariana Grande or Christina Aguilera whatever song they wanted. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas like, like, whatever that kid's name, Jordan something or another that I've never heard of in my life and is irrelevant and should, should go into the abyss, Jordan Fisher. Not Jordan. Not, yes, don't, don't worry. Not Jordan Maggot. Not Alex Fischler. Jordan Fisher. Yes. Um, but I think, um, yeah, also uh, – the Derek Huff, I think they like probably told him what to do or like said, can you do something with a big number? Cause he's a dancer. 
and we'll get to the other Dancing with the Stars can I make, Yeah, can I make a production note? Yes. I think we should separate this into a two-part podcast. Okay, sounds yes. good. Yes, I think that might be better. Do you want to record the volume, other part another time? Volume one and volume two. No, no, I want to finish it okay. today because I have everything okay. on my mind. But I'm just thinking that like this is a long podcast to get it, get into, you know? I think it might be yeah. better as two parts. And okay. then I get two, two, two credits on my IMPD. <laughs> Your IMPD. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm going to hit pause on this recording and then, and so... Thank you all for tuning into this episode of The Brazilian Dragon. As you just heard, Annie, on the spot, decided that it's going to be a two-parter. Yes. So follow because us Because I get on... to make the important decisions like that. Yes. Um, so follow us on Twitter at Brazil Dragon Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Brazil Dragon Pod. Um, you can email us with suggestions, Brazilian, Pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Brazilian Dragon. That's our website. Also, also we're on iTunes. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Annie, do you have any plugs for yourself? Um, just, um, we do Annie. It was last week. It was a wonderful week. Um, I would like to congratulate all the Olympians, the first place Olympian for Lauren West, who was also the MVP. And we have our co-gold Olympian, Jonathan Albujar. And then Abuhar. in- Abuhar. I think it's Abuhar. Okay. Maybe well, I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. You're probably right. You're probably right. But anyway, and then, yes, then in second place, I'm not going to talk about second place. He sucks. His name's Paul the Terrorist. Let's not even mention him. And hey, then- that's my big bro. <laughs> Paul, congrats. Yes. You're welcome then- for your Woken. Yes. And then our bronze Olympians, Travis Usher and Michael Fredescados. Congratulations, all. Uh, I just wanted to shout you guys out. Yes. Um, and Annie did my Olympian math wrong. I am tied with Alex Fischler. Um, <sighs> Whatever. You still yes. didn't come in. It, you didn't. You still didn't make it on. I just missed the podium, the okay. podium. But anyway. Um, anyways, so stay tuned for our second podcast on Volume Two. We'll recap Volume One in there as well um, to find out what is officially the best Disney sing-along song. Thank you, Annie, for joining me. Happy Woe, Happy Birthday, and stay tuned for our second part coming soon. Bye. Everybody ready? To sing along! With Disney songs! Now you at home can sing along with your favorite Disney song. We will play every note so you can sing along.